When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 897. Notes from a reformed time binger. And, yes, you really do need that vacation. Here's why. Both by Suzanne Falter of SuzanneFalter.com. And I'm Dan. Welcome back to Optimal Startup Daily, where I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the very best blogs on entrepreneurship. And what we do is we put these blogs into audio form for you, and usually our episodes are 10 minutes or less. And today we actually have two posts for you, because they're on the shorter side. So let's hear from Suzanne Falter as we optimize your life. Notes from a Reformed Time Binger by Suzanne Falter of SuzanneFalter.com I don't know about you, but my mind has often been a tizzy about my to-dos. It's that feeling that more should be getting done all the time, not less. Yet thankfully, in recent years, I've reformed. What happened was that I woke up. Then I began to pay attention to the flow of tasks through my day. After my daughter Teal's sudden death in 2012 and my slow return through a solid routine of self-care, my values shifted. I became resolved to stay grounded and calm in my work. Things went quite well for several years, but then inevitably that old overwork started creeping in once again. So I found myself emptying out every pocket of time I had to try to make something happen. Not surprisingly, this tired old practice became unsustainable. I knew I was in trouble one night at 3 a.m. when I turned on my light and actually reached for my computer to get some work done. That would be work binging. Somehow I stopped myself just in the nick of time. Perhaps you relate? In the U.S., we live in a culture that rewards overwork. But when you live inside that little pressure cooker for too long, you tend to swing to the opposite extreme. For instance, wandering around the nearest target for hours with nothing particular needed, or losing yourself in four consecutive episodes of Netflix's latest. This would be time debting. And it feels really, really good after overpressuring yourself for days or years on end. Yet this is not the solution to the basic lack of balance. For a long time, I swung between the two extremes. Hence, I labeled myself a time binger. That's the same part of my psyche that could devour endless scrolls of disaster news for hours. It's not a good look. And finally, I became done with it. So how did I actually move ahead? I discovered a workflow that is grounded in a more spiritual reality, what author Leslie Keenan calls spiritual time in her book, It's About Time. This is as opposed to linear time, which is where all of us overworkers, time debtors, and time bingers hang out. Her excellent book seriously helped me in my long, meandering path back to myself. I needed to balance out my use of time, so I neither lost myself in it, nor felt I had to master and control it like some steely... 
Instead, I learned to strike a fluidity. When you're fluid with time, you're able to let go of a bunch of to-dos every day without guilt. You're aware that life is full of choices and you really can choose not to do it all. To get there, you have to ask yourself what kind of life you want. Then you set about creating it. Is it one that allows for a visit with a friend who drops in, even in the middle of work, so you decide to step away? Is it one that gives you the leeway to take an entire day off and just go to the beach when you need to? Because these are the moments that ultimately count in our lives. And they are actually more important than the rigidly performed work to-dos, though many of those do need to get done. When we deprive ourselves of the space to be flexible, we play with self-deprivation. For me, I do this by making too many commitments to myself. For instance, I will plan a new program, promote my book, write a new chapter in my book, all this afternoon. That's just nuts, and nobody can accomplish a list like that, not even me. Or I get overwhelmed and flee to the comfort of Facebook. Or I surf the web and bury myself in interesting and justifiable news stories. You get the idea. Bottom line is an invitation to give yourself the time, the space, and the choice to create a day-to-day life that is truly balanced and healthy. A little work, a little family or friends, a little love, a little exercise. And then, good doses of fun and perspective. Yes, you really do need that vacation. Here's why. By Suzanne Falter of SuzanneFalter.com Here's a fact that will send a chill down your spine. Prior to the pandemic, more than 54% of Americans were not likely to use all of their vacation days. That is more than half of all workers, nearly 80 million people. Now, as we emerge from the pandemic, that number could be even higher. And yet, what is also true is that taking regular vacation time is critical for your health. Here's another scary fact. Researchers at Oxford report that women who only take one vacation every six years are eight times more likely to develop heart disease than those who take two vacations every year. The truth is that your body and your mind both need at least one good vacation per year. You return refreshed, relaxed, and ready to dig in again. And that sense of well-being is not just an illusion. A CNN study finds that vacations can improve your work productivity by nearly 80%. Furthermore, a Vienna study found that workers returned from vacations with fewer stress-related complaints, like backaches and headaches, and they still felt better five weeks later. Roger Dow, president of the U.S. Travel Association, notes that, quote, people who take more time off tend to get more promotions, end quote. Still, the anti-vacation bias lingers on. Roughly 70% of American millennials, the same generation who've had to beg and scramble for their jobs, are afraid to take time off. When they do, nearly 70% feel vacation-shamed by colleagues and bosses. According to Forbes magazine, vacation-shaming is when coworkers and bosses discourage worker vacations with guilt trips and peer pressure. In other words, it's now deemed uncool to take a vacation. Or it means you're simply not dedicated. Even though, ironically, such time off can seriously improve your work output. Perhaps the issue is that collectively, as a culture, we continue to believe that we'll never get it all done. So we slog on at work with no end in sight. And yes, the pattern of dysfunction at the workplace has never been more apparent, as recent government stats show the highest number of people leaving their job. January 2022 was the fourth straight month more than 4 million people left their jobs. Could it be because they just needed a vacation? Or a work culture that supports taking them? In Europe, by contrast, extended vacations that last for weeks or months are common. 
In Norway, vacation takes the form of a public holiday called Fells Ferry. Every July for two to four weeks, companies simply close or run on summer hours. In France, this is a law across all industries. All workers get a guaranteed five-week vacation period every year. Employees at Le Figaro, the national newspaper, get eight weeks of paid vacation. In addition, if they work more than a very reasonable 35 hours per week, they get even more time off. This explains why so much of Paris closes down in July and August. And yet, it doesn't even take weeks or months to get a good rest. Researchers have found the ideal vacation length is actually eight days. That's when a good vacation peaks and crests. After that, you may even begin to get itchy to get back to work, which is always a good sign. With a little strategic planning around holidays and such, you can even turn 14 paid vacation days into three week-long vacations per year. For those who still aren't convinced, consider this. You can get nearly as much benefit from a three-day getaway as you can from a week's vacation, according to psychotherapist and author Jonathan Alpert. That's just one three-day getaway. Come on, people, you can do this. For your own sake, where will you take your next vacation? You just listened to the posts titled Notes from a Reformed Time Binger and Yes, You Really Do Need That Vacation. Here's why. Both by Suzanne Falter of SuzanneFalter.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And I want to thank our author, as always. Uh, Suzanne Falter is a speaker and a podcaster who helps busy women find happiness through self-care. After losing her 22-year-old daughter, Teal, in 2012, Suzanne's work has evolved to help busy people everywhere learn more about self-care and living a life grounded in happiness. Over the last 15 years, Suzanne's work has been featured in more O Magazine, The New York Times, Tiny Buddha, Elephant Journal, and The Wall Street Journal, as well as more than 100 TV and radio programs. She's also the author of How Much Joy Can You Stand, Living Your Joy, and Surrendering to Joy, as well as nine novels. And you can find all of her articles, courses, podcasts, and more at her website, SuzanneFalter.com. And that is it for today. I thank you so much for listening and being a subscriber of the show. Hope you are having a great day today and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.